Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan, Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have tuned in to this week's podcast. We pray that they will share this podcast with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and the unsaved. We thank you for Bailey Howard's successful surgery. We pray for those who will be visiting family and friends over the holiday weekend. We pray the blood of Jesus over fatigue and exhaustion. We know that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, amen. As we approach the date that has been marked as the birthday of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, people are frantically shopping for gifts. Today, I would like for you to consider seven gifts to give to Jesus. I know he would appreciate them. At the top of the gift list is love. It is the basis for all that we do. We love our spouses, our children, our in-laws, well, some of them, our jobs, some of them as well, our co-workers, we're three for three on some of them, our cars, our homes, our pets, our clothes. We can put the love label on so many things. We should apply the love label to the one who was born to save his people. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 proclaims, You shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Folks, this command was repeated throughout the Bible because the Lord of your life deserves first place in your life. Psalm 5 and 11 says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those who love your name be joyful in you. My friends, when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you can shout for joy because you know that he has your back. Psalm 31:23 says, Oh, love the Lord, all you his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Psalm 74 announces, Let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. And let those who love your salvation say continually, Let God be magnified. My friends, listen to what Jesus says to the Jews in John 8:32. If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. My Christian companions, the words of Jesus still rings true. If God is your father, then you have no problem showing love for Jesus. Paul ends his letter to the Ephesians with these words in Ephesians 6.24, saying, Grace be with those who love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Folks, our sincere love for Christ is our undying love for him. The next gift I want to suggest is the gift of service. We have all been given the ability to serve, I have some friends who serve at a local food bank. One sorts through the enormous amount of canned goods, while the other boxes and bags the items to get them ready for distribution. These acts of service allow the food bank to operate with volunteers, and it keeps their costs down. There's no age limit on service. The Levites were semi-retired from service of the tabernacle at age 50, but they continued to help train the young Levites. 
Your service to the body of Christ, the local church, the community, the local school, when you serve your fellow man, you are serving the Creator. The third gift for Jesus is to help build His kingdom by showing others what the kingdom is all about. When the world notices a difference in you, it is because you are a citizen of God's kingdom and not the world. 2 Corinthians 5.20 announces, Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. Our job as citizens of the kingdom is to add as many new members to the kingdom as possible. What a wonderful gift to the Lord, your testimony, your lifestyle, your example, for it inspires others to follow you into the kingdom. So how do we get others to follow? Matthew 6.33 has the answer. It teaches, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Folks, God's righteousness is His way of doing things. Hebrews 12.28 says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. My friends, one of the things I love about the kingdom of God is, once you are in, you are in forever. There is no probationary trial or in one day, out the next. Once you are in the hands of Jesus, you cannot be taken out. James 5 and 20 says, Let him know that whoever brings back a sinner from his wandering will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. The fourth gift of Jesus is the gift of obedience. My comrades for Christ, disobedience is in our makeup. Since Adam disobeyed God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Romans 5 and 19 says, For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. We obey our parents until we believe we are of age to make our own decisions. Disobedience soon follows. We obey the traffic laws until we believe we won't get caught speeding. So we speed. But Jesus wants us to obey his commands freely. John 14 and 15 has Jesus speaking these words. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. In Luke 6:46, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? My friends, once we have been declared righteous, we should not have a problem obeying the commands of Jesus. After all, we have given up our old selfish ways, and now Jesus is Lord and Master of our lives. By purchasing us with His blood, we owe Him our very lives, since our lives are no longer ours, but His. Hebrews 12 and 9 teaches, Besides this, we have earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? The fifth gift for your consideration is sacrifice, meaning to surrender or give up for the sake of something else. My Christian companion, let's take a look at what Jesus sacrificed for us and what we have sacrificed for him. Number one, Jesus left heaven for us. Number two, Jesus covered his glory up for us. Number three, Jesus spent his first hours as a human in an animal feeding trough for us. Number four, Jesus was the subject of unbelief throughout his ministry for us. 
And number five, Jesus died a criminal's death on the cross for us. Now, let's see what we've sacrificed for him. Hmm, let me think. Give me a minute. Okay, now, I'll come up with something. Let's see. Wow, nothing yet. Okay, I have it. My friends, there is not enough animal sacrifices to appease God when we have sinned. Indeed, listen to what God wants. As written by David in Psalm 51 and 17, and it reads, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Folks, when our pride no longer stands in our way, we can bring our broken spirit to Jesus as a gift and let him fix it. The sixth gift that I want to suggest that you give to Jesus this year is your family. Folks, the family is under attack, and by giving your family back to Jesus, it reinforces what God intended. When a family reads, prays, and worships together, it will have at its center Jesus Christ. Family worship is different from corporate or secret worship. The benefits of family worship include, number one, it honors and glorifies God. Number two, it centers on the home. Number three, it encourages Christian character. Number four, it encourages peace in the home. Number five, it binds the family together. Number six, it promotes common knowledge for discussion. Number seven, it trains children for corporate worship. Number eight, it encourages our children in Christ. Number nine, it reinforces spiritual headship. Number 10, it provides systematic discipleship training. And number 11, it provides generational testimony. My Christian comrades, family worship will prepare the husband, wife, and children for the word of God that applies to each individual. For example, Ephesians 5.25 teaches, As for husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Here's one for the children found in Exodus 20 and 12. It says, Honor your father and your mother so that your life will be long on the fertile land that the Lord your God is giving you. Here's one for the parents found in Colossians 3.21. It says, Parents, do not provoke your children in a way that ends up discouraging them. Now listen to what Proverbs 11.29 has to say. Those who trouble your family will inherit the wind. The fool will be the servant of the wise. And perhaps the most quoted scripture on child raising is found in Proverbs 22 and 6, which teaches, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they grow old, they won't depart from it. The seventh and final gift you should give to Jesus is yourself. Each of the previous six gifts are parts of your being. When you give all of the gifts I suggested, then you have given yourself completely. And that is what the master wants. He wants you to totally, fully, and completely give yourself to him. As long as you hold on to any part of yourself, Jesus will continue to wait on you. Would you give him these gifts today? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus so that we can exchange our sinfulness for his righteousness. My prayer is, during that exchange, we would also give your son the seven gifts. We ask these things 
In the name of Emmanuel, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Please write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Our website is greatministries.org. We'd love to hear from you. Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.